0: You're listening to the Ready for Departure podcast, written and presented by private pilot Steve Middleton. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Ready for Departure podcast. First of all, huge apologies to regular listeners of this podcast. It's been over three months since I recorded an episode, and I suppose while there are lots of reasons which I won't bore you with, one of those is that there's been lots of flying. That means there's lots to catch up on. Let's get cracking. For those that have listened to a lot of my podcasts, you know that I learnt to fly at City Airport, Manchester Barton, which has grass runways, so I'm accustomed to landing on grass. However, all of my landaways since qualifying have been to airfields with tarmac runways, such as Carnarvon, Blackpool and Slape. Fellow microlight pilot Adrian and I have flown together a couple of times, and we planned a flight to Wolverhampton-Hapenny Green, which unfortunately we had to cancel at the last minute due to poor weather to the south of Manchester. As neither of us are fans of last minute planning, we decided to stay local and see if we could make it to one of the local farm strips to the north of Barton. Rossall Field, which is the base for Attitude Air Sports, a small microlight school where flexwing, swing and quite rarely tailwheel microlight flying is taught, came recommended to us by another pilot. Rossall Field is a farm strip at Tarn Farm in Cockerham, Lancashire, with two runways, both with reciprocal bearings. Runway 0220 is 305 meters long and just 11 meters wide and there's a shorter runway 1028 which is just 270 meters long compare that with Barton's shortest runway which I've operated from only once during my training which is a generous 398 meters long and actually 60 meters wide. Rossall Field is close to two other microlight sites and Cockerham's parachute drop zone so correct field identification is really important. Luckily, we had two pilots, both with maps, a set of Mark, mark 1 eyeballs each, and Skydim running on an iPad that both of us could see. The field should be fairly easy to navigate to since the M6 motorway leads towards Garstang Marina, a very simple to spot VFR, and from there it's just two and a half miles to the northwest. I said should be easy to navigate to, however, spotting a site proved to be just as difficult as the time I tried to find in Airfield. Still not landed there yet. A grass strip with a farm next to it from 2000 feet looks pretty much like any farm with green fields, and there's lots of those in Lancashire. So, surprise, surprise, I found it difficult to spot as we approached. Adrian spotted it first, and once I had it in sight, I didn't take my eyes off it from the dead side descent all the way through down Winter Final. The overhead join is 1200 feet and the circuits are at 700 feet, so while not dissimilar to Carnarvon, this is not something I've done very often. Microlite field circuits tend to be lower and tighter, therefore things happen a lot quicker than usual. The downwind leg was short, so not a lot of time to run through checks, but I've done them enough times now so I can rattle through them quite quickly. Once established on final, I made the call to the air ground frequency and gave the windsock a final look. A little bit of a crosswind, but well within limits. I admit I was nervous, as there isn't really a lot of room for error. Yes, I can go around, but I was more bothered about keeping it straight and down, straight and narrow down the middle of the strip because with only 11 metres width to play with, you definitely do not want to veer over to the left or right. Anyway, I nailed it just after the threshold and I think the video shows it's probably one of my best landings to date. My hunched shoulders though show how tense I was. I've got a fellow pilot sat next to me and an instructor on the ground watching me. No pressure, I don't want to look like a doofus. Anyway, it was a good one, and as I taxied into park next to one of Attitude Airsports' brand spanking Euro- Eurofoxes, I definitely felt a sense of achievement. This is what microlight flying is all about: squeezing a 140 mph machine with a 10,000-foot service ceiling into a farmer's field with minimal effort. Okay, some effort. The owner of the field, James, gave us a great welcome, and with a landing fee of just three pound, it's the cheapest place I've landed at. After a brew, a poke about the hangar, where there are a variety of school and based aircraft housed, had a nice chat with James about flying in the local area, and then it was time to head back to Barton. Adrian took over for the return leg, and I must say, I still find it a bit weird to be sat in the right seat of the Eurostar, and especially weird not to be doing anything. I had to tell my brain to keep my feet clear of the rudder pedals, and I think both Adrian and I caught ourselves telling the pilot in command to do something. We had a laugh about it afterwards and actually we found it quite good to share the workload with someone else. I don't have to tell a fellow pilot who is familiar with type, how and when to change transponders, what radio frequencies next, etc. So Adrian brought us back and as he lined us up for departure out of the field, it really strikes you how the Eurostar's takeoff performance is such a huge benefit. We probably used about two thirds of the available runway but climb performance being what it is in the EV97, we cleared the hedge at the end by, easily, 150 feet. From there, it's pretty simple navigation back to Barton. Pick up the M6 and route southbound, through the inactive Wharton Mats due to it being a weekend, onto Chorley Lakes and then the newly renamed Middlebrook Football Stadium VRP. I'm sure Adrian won't mind me saying it wasn't one of his better landings, and I have certainly landed worse myself since this trip. You'll hear me say on the video, you can blame me for that one if you want, And it was because at one point I realised I'd fouled the control stick with my map when he was on final. I moved it away as soon as I felt the stick touched the map, but it might have been enough to put Adrian off. Anyway, it was a safe landing, so that's all that counts. And I don't mind admitting that Adrian is a better pilot than me anyway. So all in all, a great little trip that gave us both really valuable experience and, due to splitting the cost, was a very cheap way to spend the afternoon. While it's only a 64 mile round trip, it's certainly a favourite flight of mine in a logbook, perhaps not the favourite, and it's given me the confidence to find more microlite and farm strips to land at during the remainder of 2018 and beyond. There are literally thousands of UK airfields to land a microlight in, and while I imagine it's going to take quite some time to find and land at them all, I'm hopeful I've got decades of flying left in me to at least to get some of them. I'm open to suggestions for my next destination, although there are lots on my bucket list. One of those is RAF Cosford, which I'm led to believe has a great museum on site, and so, in preparation for that trip, Adrian and I shared a flight to Wolverhampton the Green, which proved to be very interesting indeed, including an in-flight emergency while I was pilot in command. We flew that trip in an Icarus C-42 microlight, which I recently converted onto. The next episode of the Ready for Departure podcast talks about that differences training, and boy, is it different to the Eurostar. Look out for the next episode hitting the channel soon. And that's it for this episode of the Ready for Departure podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, then please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Ready for Departure. I'd be interested in hearing from new and old pilots alike. Where do you fly? Please come onto the podcast and let's talk about one of your recent trips. If you'd like to give us a star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that will be fab. The podcast is also available via Stitcher, Radio Republic and many other podcast providers. If you're an Apple hater, you can download the episodes in MP3 format at www.readyfordeparture.uk Our Facebook page is at facebook.com forward slash readyfordeparture.uk Please give our page a like. Finally, videos of the flights that are an inspiration for this podcast can be viewed on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Steve Middleton. There's a shortcut to the YouTube videos that might be easier. That's r4d.uk slash videos. Put that in your browser. Please do watch, comment and subscribe if you can. Your feedback is very much appreciated. Thanks for listening to the Ready for Departure podcast. Music was by Josh Woodward and Chris Zabriskie. You can find out more and get in touch at readyfordeparture.uk.